Well, I knew I would get into a few things have been a little on the fly this morning, so I do just apologise for anyone who wasn't able to um, partake with the communion juice this morning. Um, fortunately, these things are just symbols, and the communion takes place with Christ in our hearts. And so uh, while you, perhaps myself, didn't take the juice, I pray that uh, your communion with Christ will have still been there. Just a heads up, um, in case you haven't gathered or haven't seen on our news that uh, Tiff is on leave at the moment. Uh, we'll be coming back soon, one day a week, and then she's going to um, return uh, fully from leave around Australia Day. So um, just so you know that she's out of the office. Uh, I'm around this week, uh, but then I've got the week after off, and then it will be preaching that following Sunday. So I'll preach next week, and then... Um, so, anyway, can you believe it? I can say something like, you haven't been to church since last year. <laughs> I feel like, uh, certainly I've seen lots of jokes, I feel like it's the space to insert some joke about vision, a 2020 vision about the year to come and how we can see things clearly, but you're probably thinking, no, you don't need to do that. So I'll preach. Um, we're starting off this year seeking inspiration from God in order to see ourselves the way God would have us be seen. So that we can get to the end of 2020, as we think about New Year's resolutions now, as we get to the end of this year, and we can be proud and, and celebrate to know that we have filled the potential that God had in us from the very start of the year. So that's, that's what we're hoping, that, that we would fit into the shadow that God casts for us to fill, for us to be seen as more than just we think we are, but to be seen the way God wants us to be, to fill the shoes He has for us. So until the end of uh, until the end of January and perhaps into February, um, we're considering people in the Bible who are somebody's just like we are. Somebody's like us. The same God who is with Jonah in the whale is with us today. The same God who is with Esther in her bravery is with you this week. And the same God who led the woman to reach out in faith and touch Jesus, to heal her of her bleeding and all her infirmity, is with us today, seeking us to live with faith like she did. We might be able to see the difference between those times and us. We might look at them and think, oh gosh, I couldn't be like them. But this, our lives can be breathed into, and they are breathed into, with the, heart, the same spirit that they had. So, in that, let's come towards God's word this morning. Let me pray. Father, Father God, help us breathe in deep and come into the well of living water to drink in and be overflowing with you, Lord. May we have the braveness, the boldness, the outgoingness, the willingness that the Spirit brings. It's in your name we pray. Amen.
So I've got a challenge for the kids this morning and any other adults that would like to, you know, get into it. The, the overwhelming prize for the person who does the best. I have a 12 this morning, okay? So there's no, like, illusion here. I'm ponying up properly. Here is the prize. Okay, I'm not going to make... It's not a magic trick. I'm not going to make the prizes disappear. Okay, don't worry. Um, but for any young person... Okay, not, this isn't for the adults. Any young person who participates, when you finish participating, when you go, that I'm out you can come up and collect either one of these or one of these, okay? So it's not going to come around this morning, but you can come grab one when you leave. Now, the challenge I've got for you, okay? And I think we've got, we've got a spare wall over here. No one is sitting over here. So the challenge is, got to be willing to come stand over next to the wall with the chairs there, and you have to hold your hands up for as long as possible. Okay, that's it. There's no like, it's not tricky, like you don't have to do something like hard. You just have to hold up your hands for as long as possible. And if you're the last person doing that, so like above your head, if you're the last person still doing it, you can have the twirl. Okay? And if you fall out, you know, if you go five seconds, you're like, I'm not doing this, I look like an idiot. I promise you won't. But if you just go, nah, nah, I'm giving up, you can just come and grab a snack, you can take that back with you, back to your seats, no worries, no, there's no shame, okay? Um, okay, yes, we've got some people. Okay, even Ruben's going to do it, but, but hey, guys, if, if, they, if they do fail, because this is a serious prize, okay? So we've got serious competitors. If you if you um, if you do drop down, you're going to have to go back and take a seat. Okay, so put your hands down, like because some people start before others. I want it to be fair, okay? okay. No one, no one's coming to me like that. It's not fair. Okay, I will say ready, set, go. Okay, and then if you if if you fall out, if you get knocked out, you can then just go back to seat. Okay, now for the adults in the room and the kids who are really good at listening, we're going to start this. And then I'm going to keep preaching, okay? And so as much as this is going on, we're still going to listen to the sermon, okay? That would be really good. I'll find that helpful. Um, and kids, you can listen as well. Um, and we'll see, we'll see how we go, okay? Um, just a heads up, if anyone's really competitive, we do, like, like if, if you're still going in about two and a half hours' time, I will turn off the lights, I will shut the doors, and we'll bring you to the next one. I'm sure we won't get that. Okay, so, everyone, everyone understands? Okay. Ready, set, go. Hands up. Hands up. There we go. Okay. I'm just going to leave you there, guys, okay? We'll leave you to it. Now, where are Now, while these guys are doing the challenge, and you're going to find out why they're doing this challenge, we're going to keep going, okay? We're going to have a look at Exodus 17, 8 to 13. Keep up, Ruben. That's okay. There's, 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 still, there's, still, there's still worth it dropping out. Success. Um, we're going to have a look at Exodus 17, 8 to 13. Well done. So if you have your Bible with you this morning, I encourage you to open it up, turn to there if you can. 
If you don't have a Bible, we are going to have it up on the screen for you to see. And before we read this, I'm just going to tell you, what we're looking at and considering today is what it takes to be outstanding. As we think about somebody's like us, these people in the Bible, what it takes for us to be outstanding this year. So, let's have a... Uh, not yet, not yet. To be honest, I've always considered myself a bit of a jack of all trades. Now, if you know me well enough, you might be sitting there going, John, you're not very handy at all. Uh, I don't know what trades you would be considered remotely good at. I always consider myself a jack of all trades because simply I never thought I was very good at anything. <laughs> um, I was never the best. You know, I was never the best at anything at school with a friendship group. You know, I was never the fastest. I was never the, the tallest. I was never the, the smartest at anything like that. But, but I was always, you know, perhaps I was always second best. Uh, so I never considered myself, you know, an absolute champion in, in any of it. And to be honest, you know, as I've grown up, I still don't. I don't think I've ever found a thing that's like, that's my thing, like I'm the that guy, like I'm the go-to person. Uh, I'm not the best drummer. I'm uh, not the best preacher. I know. Shop horror. Sorry to have burst that bubble. I don't mind. Not being the best preacher, that's all right. I actually think it's, as, as a twin, I think it's actually a bit of a definition of being it, the twin that you're used to never being better at something. <laughs> I don't want people to make people sad. Okay? Just on the, it's not a pity part. Um, I'm saying this because I think sometimes we put ourselves in it a little bit, don't we? Because we get distracted comparing ourselves with others. That we miss the person that we're meant to be. We miss that we are meant to be a somebody instead of just a somebody else. We're busy looking and comparing and sometimes I think we can get into it when we look at these people in the Bible and we think, oh, look at the amazing things that they've done with their faith and, and how they've overcome this and you know, I couldn't be like that all night because we are called to be somebody as well, not just somebody else. But we are meant to be somebody as well. All you imagine going into an ice cream store, okay? I've got a visual up there for Alex, but feel free to close your eyes. And you step into that ice cream store on a nice hot day, we've still got two, two going. All the siblings are sibling rivalry here. Um, imagine going to the ice cream store. And then there's like, there's like two dozen different flavours across the, the ice cream fridges. And you're just, you're walking up. And you just, you can't wait to see those colours and those flavours. Frank, what, what is the one flavour you're hoping to find in that ice cream fridge? What's, what's the one flavour? Strawberry. So imagine you're, you're walking up to these, this ice cream fridge of, of 24 flavours and you're thinking, oh, where's that strawberry? This is going to be delicious. And you get there and you look, oh, 
and you're looking at those flavours and you're looking at those tags looking for strawberry and you see green vanilla, red vanilla, orange vanilla, black vanilla, blue vanilla, light blue vanilla, dark blue vanilla. There'd be not much joy in that, would there? We're not going into things looking for all these, uh, we're looking for these varieties. Each of them are meant to have a different flavour. They might look different, but if we all of a sudden every tag is vanilla, they, they, it might be different colours, but you pick up every single one of them and they will just taste the same, wouldn't they? It would be a bit boring. I want to just leave that idea there for now. And we'll come back to it. We'll just leave your attention there. So, I want to take you to have a look at Exodus 17, 8 to 13. How are we going, guys? Going well? Going well? Because our God is a gracious God, I suppose I should be gracious as well. And so, because uh, definitely caused me to uh, have a second prize with this one. Do you guys want to come up and get, there is only two left. I don't want to do this and have stuffed it up. There's two left. Yes, great. Do you guys want to come have a great day in the Yeah, well, well, if you think of her so much, while you're enjoying this, just you wait for this story. Just you wait for this story. Well done. Well done, guys. Okay, so we're going to look at Exodus 17, 8 to 13. And we find a passage here detailing how the Israelites beat the Amalekites in battle. And I want to point out four outstanding people, individuals, as we consider what it takes for us to be outstanding. So let's have a look. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. This staff is the same staff that God gave Moses as they came out of Egypt. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands... The Amalekites were in. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Now I love this story here. It teaches a number of beauties which, uh, which we don't often pay attention to. Sometimes God miracles takes hard work on our behalf. Question gets asked. Oh, God, like, why doesn't God just do whatever we think is best at the time? One of the answers on some occasions would be, well, perhaps sometimes he wants us to put up our hands and lend a hand and play a part in that as well. But that's, that's not what we're going to dwell on this morning. This miracle right here actually takes five outstanding beings, and of course the first one is God. 
this couldn't have happened without God. God is in every single part of it and it's through His providence that this miracle occurs. So let's just make sure we start there. Now, now uh, Charlie, I didn't give you a heads up, don't click to the next slide yet, okay? Because I'm a bit of a test for, for everybody else here this morning. So there are four other names here in this story. Four other people who were outstanding. Can you name one for me? Aaron, yeah, her, 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 yeah, Joshua, and Moses, yes, right, so Joshua, his role was to be, because I want to just make sure, on our own, we can recognise each one of these, but let me talk about Joshua, his role was to be the enforcer at the front line, he would lead the Israelites into battle, to actually be physically in the middle of it, to slay the Amalekites. And the Bible gives him what's due, as in verse 13, and it attributes that Joshua overcame the Amalekite army. He took the men out. He got his hands dirty. How awesome would he have been? How, 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 how just... Full on would it have been to be Joshua in that place to have led the army? Outstanding, huh? To be the, the, the person who's just taken those men to, to, to defeat the, the enemy. Now, of course, we have Moses. Moses here is the spiritual leader. Perhaps Joshua is a better fighter than him. Perhaps it's because Moses is much older. Uh, isn't so capable, I don't know. But we see Moses' faith as he sent Joshua off to fight the Amalekites. It says that he instructs Joshua to choose some of our men to go out to fight the Amalekites. Why not all of them? Surely it would have given them a better chance of victory if, if they just sent all of them in and then it would have, you know, perhaps even saved some casualties or. But, Moses knew that point from before that, that they had God on their side, but they still needed to put up their hand and put a pound of flesh into what God wanted to do. God has always sought to partner with us. Now, we don't know, but do you think God gave Moses the heads up? Do you think, you know, we don't read it here, do you think God had said to Moses, hey, listen, this is about your arms, okay, get ready. Like, this is what's going to happen. Or do you think perhaps maybe as it's going on, and you know, maybe he's got both arms in the air and he goes to yawn and maybe do, do a bit of an itch and before his eyes, all of a sudden they start losing. I, I don't know. I don't know how it happens, right? I don't, I don't know. In this case, not only did Moses have a role to play as a spiritual leader, but practically we read in the Scriptures that his arms, he actually still had a physical role to play. It was a pivotal role. While he wasn't there in battle, we read that unless he kept his hands up, they would have lost the battle. So here, we have Joshua outstanding in his role and who he was. We know that Moses was also an integral part 
in overcoming the Amalekite army. He too played an outstanding role. The other two names, Aaron and Hur. Perhaps the names we wouldn't know if we didn't just read it. As much as Moses and Joshua both played a part that equally they wouldn't have won the battle without those roles, so too was the importance of, of the role of Aaron and Hur. It was equal to Aaron's and Moses's. It's just like Seinfeld. Every single, I, I think, every single one of these characters, if you took one of them out of Seinfeld, I don't think it would have the success that it did. You might be like, oh, that person doesn't matter so much. I think every single one of them had equally important role in the success of that show, whether you like it or not. Um, the show, that is. Um, and it's the same with these guys. Aaron and her played an equally outstanding role. It, that what, what, what they did might not have been so glamorous and luxurious and, and you know, uh, worthy of, of, of celebrating, but they each played a part in making sure that the battle was won. What role did they play in the epic story? They held up the hands of Moses when he got tired. That's all. It's not, it's, it's not a role we write home about. You know, and the, 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 the army would come back and be like, oh, Moses, like, celebrate, oh, Joshua. You, you can't imagine Aaron Hur being lifted up on some shoulders, you know, being taken off the footy field with, with the role that they played. But they didn't kill the enemy's best warriors. They didn't carry all important reinforcements to the battlefront. All they did was hold up Moses' hands. But they were still in what they contributed to, just as outstanding as Moses and Joshua. Aaron and Hur were as good as scarecrows. Because even scarecrows get, get awards. Why? Because they're always found outstanding in their field. Now as lame as that joke is, one of my personal favourites, but as, as lame as that joke is, I actually think it provides the answer to what it takes for us to be outstanding this year. To find ourselves being somebody's just like the people we read in the Bible. To play our part and to excel at it. To be outstanding, to be fantastic in your field. Does God want you to be like Moses? To lead others? To provide direction? To lead with faith? And help others walk into what God has for you? Maybe you need to push through the tiredness and go above and beyond even if other people aren't going to see that effort. Even if you're up on a hill away from everyone else. You need to be like Moses and withstand that pain as much as possible. Does God want you to be like Joshua this year? Is it time to roll up your sleeves? Time to forget about perhaps some of the big picture stuff and just get up against the coal face. Get into the action. 
is it's time to start sharing your faith. Perhaps finding someone to disciple one-on-one. To not fuss about, you know, everything else that is going on and, 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 and uh, trying to manage the, the big picture, but to just focus on one relationship. Intentionally. Week in, week out. Perhaps you need to be the worker ant. Be the soldier, be the overcomer. Our passage attributes Joshua as. Does God want you to be like Aaron and her? It can be really easy to ignore or maybe even belittle their contribution or, or their role. Just as perhaps in the life of the church, whether it's things that are happening here on a Sunday morning or perhaps it's as a part of, of the ministry arm of the church as we live our faith in our week. It can be really easy to minimise certain aspects of our faith and, and the parts that we're supposed to play. Oh, that's not so important. Oh, that doesn't matter so much. Our eyes might show that we don't think that those things are quite so outstanding. But the result of their actions is, just as it was with Aaron and her, to provide support. Is that what we're meant to do this, this, uh, this year? To provide support, respite, strengthening, to see someone else through to the end of the day. Does God want you to get behind uh, behind a great leader as a part of the masses and serve to help the vision be realised to help the vision be enacted leaders are nothing without the people around them for who would they be leading if there was no one there does God want you to help hold up the hands of somebody else this year these reflective questions, I think, are actually tougher than what we will take them as on first uh, first take. Because sometimes we'll consider our own hopes and our own dreams, what we want to see happen, what we would like. You know, uh, it's not often you, you ask a, a young person, hey, hey, oh, you back for that team. Oh, you want to be a footballer when you grow up? Which one do you want to be? Who, who would you like to be? None of them say that the, the tagging player or that small defender who doesn't actually mark the ball or get possessions and just spoils them that whole game. We often want to chase and, and live up to and be like these champions. Our hopes and dreams can get in the way. And so we have to ask as we, we wonder, are we a Moses this year? Are we a Josh, Joshua? Are we an Aaron or a, or a Her? Consider what does God want you to be? Set aside your image and what you want. And ask God, God, what part do you want me to play? What part do you want me to kick the ball out of the park with? The heralded role, maybe the unheralded role. 
What's awesome is that God has a role for each one of us to play. Every single one of these roles plays a part in contributing to the outstanding place that the bride of Christ holds for Christ. But the bride of Christ is only in its glory what it should be when each one of us plays its, our part. Romans 12, 4-8 Just as each one of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have the same function, so in Christ we are many for one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a person's gift is prophesying, let them use it in proportion to their faith. If it is serving, let them serve. If it is teaching, let them teach. If it is encouraging, let them encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let them give generously. If it is leadership, let them govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let them do it cheerfully. So if God wants you to be a creamy vanilla ice cream this year, then be a creamy vanilla ice cream. If God wants you to be triple chop brownie with cherries on top, then be triple chop brownies and don't leave those cherries behind. If God wants you to be bubblegum flavoured and you decide to set out to be vanilla, that's not what God wants. Find your part, play your part. And be the best bubblegum flavour you can. If God wants you to place rocks for Moses to sit on, or if God wants you to be the forwarding party, or if God wants you to tend to the wounded in our community, or in the people that live around you, then tend to the wounded. If God wants you to be an evangelist this year, then get out there and start spreading God's word. If God wants you to be an intercessor or a leader in our manly music ministry, or if He wants you to stand out and give tracts, or whatever God wants you to do, then do it and nail it and excel at it. And play your part that God has. So I want to encourage you this year, this morning, be a scarecrow this year. You might get to wear a snazzy hat. You might, you might even be feeling it tattered at the edges, let alone on the inside. You might be the one who gets to stand at the front of the paddock. And you might get to be the one who's hidden in the middle, doing its part. Whatever the case, go and be outstanding in your field. Your field might not be glamorous. But what we're contributing to is outstanding. When every single one of us is contributing, playing our part, we will, with the bride of Christ, be outstanding. And what's even better than that is that when we do that, God's kingdom will be greater on this earth. Let God's kingdom come. Let's pray. Lord, in a way that's the easy part. But God, we ask 
for you to speak to each one of us. Over this week, over this coming month, help us find time to lean in close to you, to be reading your word, to be praying, God, to be coming close. So, Lord, that we would understand through relationship with you. Lord, not just through a Hail Mary as a once-off because we're seeking at that point, but, God, through relationship with you, we would know the role that you would have for us to play in your kingdom this show. You, you would help us know the part to play. And, God, that you would send us out by your Spirit, leading us and going with us every step. God, to see your kingdom come in the part we have to play. And excelling at it, Lord, to be motivated and driven by your Spirit. Help us come. Lead us to the role that you have for us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. We do have more to after the service as we come to close this morning in a song. But yeah, if you can, especially if it's still raining, you don't have to rush off. You can stay here. I joked about like turning lights off and kicking people out, but you can stay as long as you want. So why don't you stick around and now join with us? Thank you.